Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strompcast. It's the first episode of a new season, technically, or on the 190th episode. So 10 away from that big 200. But before we look to the future, we must look at the present. And firstly, let me introduce one of my co-hosts, my main man, Richard. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. New season's upon us. A new, renewed sense of optimism until it comes crashing down and hurts inside. But... Uh, <laughs> We're good. And shout out to our ladies today, the gutsy performance. They almost uh, pulled off just a miracle. They almost brought world peace, I'm convinced. I think if they, I think if that goal goes in, we're that much closer to uh, peace on Earth. Yeah, robbed by the post, unfortunately. Oh, it's a damn post. But yeah, we'll talk about that as well in, in detail as well. But up next, we've got our main man, Danny. How are you doing today, man? Good, bro. Same. Starting off uh, a new season with some with some optimism, as always. I don't know what for. I don't know what in the past has made us think or feel like we should be optimistic at this point. But but it's here, you know, another new season upon us. I think this is, in terms of our podcast, in terms of a whole, I mean, you and Steph started it. But our sixth season, if I'm not mistaken, I, I just checked now the first 2017, live, right? Yeah, five years ago. So this is going to be our sixth season. So we've seen everything from Attack on Elk shit to championship. I don't know about you boys, but I think this year we're winning the Europa League. But, uh, no. but yeah. Long live <laughs> the Europa League. <laughs> well, I mean, the one thing we weren't present for is finishing in, what, seventh place in 2011. So oh, I could always go, go back that way. <laughs> so you never know. But obviously, yeah. think you're positive. We're not going to start off on a negative note. And lastly, you've got my man Chris Hayden today, man. Yeah, there's there's just there's nothing quite like the uh, you know the thrill, the optimism of of starting out on zero points. Everybody is uh, everybody's tied up. Um, you know, it, it, in the Portuguese league, it doesn't take much more than like I would say like seven match weeks for you to start to see the shape of the table. But after well, you know, everyone starts everyone starts on zero, so that that's where we're at right now. So. For now, they can't. You can't take that away from us. So I, I feel it as well. Let's yeah, hope that was, this year, by the third match week, we're not all our title race. You know, what I mean? yeah. Exactly let's hope this year, that the first three weeks go a little bit smoother than uh, than seasons past. Yeah, most definitely. And of course, I'd be amiss if I wanted to introduce my special guest. He is one half of the Lumball Football Podcast. It is Albert. How are you doing today, man? I'm great, man. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to see you guys again. The last time I was on this show, it was for a season review. So it feels good to come on for a season preview, look at things from from that perspective. Um, first thing I want to say is I think it's the first time I've been on since your whole rebrand. So guys, I want to say congratulations on the rebrand. I love what you guys are doing. The new name, the new logo, everything. You're killing it. And, uh, it looks great. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you. The word on the street is Elon Musk actually copied us with the rebrand. He wasn't going to do it. And he saw <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, he saw us doing it. He could be upstage. And I would say we have a much better name than what he's changed Twitter to. So at the end of the day, 100%. we're sort of winners. And of course, you can follow Albert's podcast at the bottom left down there at Lombard Football as well. But without further ado, gentlemen, let's get into sort of, let's go for the more recent story, of course. And that is uh, the sale of Yusuf Chimiti or the sort of, I don't know, sort what of, is it sale? done? Is there we go. A ledger sale, a Fabrizio Romano tweet, which is quite quite rare from Sporting, unless it's uh, a big one. But yeah, it was a, a Fabrizio Romano exclusive, saying that Chimiti has uh, reached agreement in principle to sign uh, Yusuf Chimiti. Mm-hmm. 
deal apparently up to 15 million euros apparently sporting wanted 15 to start the conversations there was interest from bournemouth but everton seems the chose destination uh, albert i'll start with you what is your overall take on this deal for an everton perspective and also a uh, sport inside surprised uh i was very surprised when i saw this story come out i did not expect Yusa Chimini to be linked to a Premier League club this window at all. Um, anyone who listened to our show last season will know my views on Chimini, which is that, um, to put it in a nice way, he's a very, very raw player. Um, I'm not saying at all that I don't think he has potential. I think he does have excellent potential, but I think um, when you watch him play, there's aspects of his game that are, are, are very raw very raw and 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 quite underdeveloped for a player to be linked with a club in the Premier League. That said, he has a lot going for him. Um, you know, physical attributes are great, good pace, good strength. And you can see that there's a real possibility for him to grow into something. But 20 million quid to go to a Premier League club after playing one season of fairly hit and miss performances for sporting is a big surprise. Um, from Everton's perspective, I guess... Um, they'll look at this and think, well, we're getting a promising young player from a team who have a track record of producing great young players. Um, it's a league that we've seen export great talent in recent years. And maybe they think this is an opportunity to get a player with great potential early. If they get in here now, there's a possibility to get Chimini for 20 million rather than, you know, you look at Gonzalo Ramos at Benfica, he's linked with Manchester United for like 85 million euros. So there's a possibility to get a player on a cheap deal if you go for them early. But then the flip side to that is is you don't know truly what he's capable of yet. And I think that's that's the thing with with Chimi is that none of us who have watched him play truly know what what his his potential is. Um, who was the we know uh, there's a possi- who was the kid from Porto who went to Wolves? What was Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva. That, but not he, he's even less proven than than Silva. Yeah. That yeah, that was a 40 million euro transfer yeah. or something crazy. Right? I mean, I don't get it. He's probably he's I mean, I, I don't think Everton's made that many signings this summer. No. So it's like Yeah. They I think they've missed out. I think they've missed out on a couple of signings as well. So maybe this is them going, look, we want this one. Um but yeah. A surprise for me. That said, I you know I don't want this to come across in the wrong way. I wish him nothing but the best. And if he goes on and, and scores goals in the in the Premier League, like all power to him. I'd love him to do it. I, I am just slightly surprised to see this deal happening now for the amount of money that we're talking about. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, and Chris, I'll come to you next um, because you coined the term in our group chat of uh, "thicky Vicky" for Victor Jokeres. <laughs> Uh, obviously being rumoured overweight, but now he's sort of the, the main striker we would assume in Sporting's team. Now, obviously, Chimiti leaving, leaves Paulinho as second. Uh, what are your thoughts on either Rodrigo Ribeiro being promoted or a third-choice striker being bought in the transfer market? Well, I- I'm going to be honest. I have a new take on on Jokeres after seeing him in person now, two friendlies now, seeing him. I'll be honest. Like I can, I saw where. I mean, I don't know what the point of Ray Gordon running that whole Jokeres uh, is overweight story was, the politics behind it, etc. So I'm not going to speak on that. But if anyone with eyes can look at this man and just see that he's a bit beefy, and I and I think that that's just honestly, he's just that's just kind of his body type. Um, 
So I truly don't think that he's overweight. I just think that he's just a fucking tank, honestly. Like, yeah, the Nike shirt kind of fits him funny, right? It doesn't, it doesn't do him any favors, right? Um, it feels like he's maybe between sizes or something, and it's just kind of unlucky. Uh, but hey, I mean, he's gonna throw his body around, and I'm, I'm here for some action, you know. He reminds yeah. me of. Um... It's gonna be really like only like five people or whoever watches are gonna get it. Of uh, Josie Altador, uh, U.S. Men's National. He's just he's a big guy. Like he can move, and he can just he's body gonna, guys. He's but he's got crazy. some he's, he's got some pace. He's, he's got right. some technical ability. Like that's I, just my initial thought about that. Is he gives the, me Josie Altador vibes? The best thing is Victor has knees. It seems like because Josie didn't have two. Josie knees to towards like the end had zero knees. <laughs> My guy would not play in any turf field in MLS because he just couldn't, bro. He was just like, "Look, let's just save ourselves all a hassle." But yeah, that's if you don't know Josie Alpsor, he's got some sick comps on YouTube, I'm sure. Uh, just don't watch his Sunderland comps because don't watch, anything, don't start, watch all of his TFC stuff. He was an absolute monster. And Red Bull even too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of my initial thoughts. Uh, if you're looking for a comparable, just a big kind of bodied guy, not necessarily overweight, but just thick, who can kind of, who I think, especially in Portugal, will do well to bully defenders and get chances. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Daniel, I'll come to you last. Um, Jack asked the question um, about Ueda, who is sort of pulled out of out of nowhere to to sporting but apparently is um i think he is signing for for final from final, another team yeah. yeah um random story from record but um as, as i mentioned to chris earlier do you think it's going to be a new striker coming in or would you take rodrigo ribeiro maybe both what what would yeah. your you know, take for the new season be i honestly both doesn't seem one it doesn't seem realistic it doesn't seem smart on our end either it should be either one or the other because it does seem like we're going to be running um, thick, thick Vic and uh, and uh, Pauline for the rest. After of the all season. these years, imagine we buy two like high-profile strikers. Two strikers. Like, when we've gone yeah, two like, years what are we doing? That one, that's <laughs> mental. We need a we need to focus on other areas. So I mean, after the um, the the performances for Portugal that Rodrigo Ribeiro was having earlier this summer, definitely should uh, should stick with him more than. Buying, uh, even though the, the, this Japanese kid does look good. I mean, yeah, I know on YouTube, you know, everybody can look good on the highlight reels. Anybody can look good in a mixtape, but <laughs> exactly. But I think we should run. We, we should. We should. We should give Rodrigo uh, Ribeiro a, a go, like like Albert said earlier too. It's like we gave Shermiti a chance when he was like down the pecking order last year, right? And um, he made made a decent, you know, some some decent appearances, but. Um, yeah, why save that money? We have we have youngsters that we can depend on more than him, and uh, yeah. Um, one thing on 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 Victor, just really quickly. I know we'll probably get more into him. Let me just say, uh, we're with Vic through thick and thin. He's already thick, so we're halfway there, <laughs> baby. <laughs> boys unite! Let's go. <laughs> That's my boy. You know what's funny? Because this year was Yokerez, but last year, if you remember, they fat shamed Paulinho. I think it was CMTV. Well, CMTV <laughs> shames everybody. So yeah, but what is it there. with body shaming our players, man? <laughs> just well, it it might, it no, I think it's a other. I guess I just don't really pay attention to like super niche like Porto or Benfica news, but. 
That I guess there was that yeah. one Benfica player who was kind of fat. The but... Norwegian guy, the one they just signed. Yeah. Like, major headlines, I feel like. I think I, I remember that Jamie Porto, the Portuguese thing. To be fair, Porto had Porto had a few Brazilian players. I forget. I want to say it's like Walter. A, Walter. A Walter. The there you go. Huge. He was humongous. Yeah, he was massive. I think it's like he retired by that point. I think it's just the Portuguese thing, the fat shame. Because before I've seen Portuguese people walk up like, oh, you're putting on weight, you're looking fat. Like, like, man, <laughs> I can't say that to a dude, man. Like, I think it's just the Portuguese thing, and it carries over to the press a little bit. They have no filter sometimes. But no, what's, what's weird is the record for, I'd say the last, probably since Verandas first came into term, has been like the number one source of sporting news. Whereas the last month has sort of been... Really, it's right. Like, even the Ueda story is random because the day after final was like, well, he signed. You know what's so weird about it is they had it, mm-hmm. they dismissed it, and then they came back with it and they're like, no, it's actually going to happen. And then the very, like, the same day he was like official at final. Yeah. They yeah. really sent it on that one. It kind of looked stupid. But um, yeah, I'll we'll speak about uh, more on on the record story in a bit because it's been I think it's months since the last one, so we've got quite a lot to catch up on. Um, but in terms of sort of recent events, we'll go with uh, Cinco Violino's uh, friendly against uh, Villarreal, I believe. It was we won our own cup this year. Yes, <laughs> we we have already won a trophy, and the season's yeah. not e- not even started yet. Uh, but it was a three 0 win, a great goal in there from Mark Edwards. But I would say. Not just this game, but for the preseason overall, great team performance. Uh, Danny, I'll give it to you first. In terms of the entire preseason as well as this game, what stood out to you the most? Who stood out to you the most? And what have your opinions been on the preseason? Yeah, I mean, in terms of who, it's definitely been uh, been Jokeres. I mean, I, I was kind of like already, I won't say giving him grief, but for the price tag, for for the stats from the championship. Not to disrespect the championship, I love the championship, I respect the championship, but. It just seemed like a lot of money for a guy with with a year left on his contract, playing for Coventry. Um, okay, done really well with Coventry, but you know, at the end of the day, it is still the second division in port in uh, in England. So, um, had my reservations, but just from first glance at him, you know, powerful. Um, you know, as we were saying, like a brute, but like pacey behind them, fights for every ball, will attack the open space, which is something Paulinho hasn't done in his time at, at, at Sporting. Um, so I've been I've been very pleased with seeing him um, already starting to integrate. Of course, it is preseason; things are early, um, and you know you know defenders aren't up to every challenge like they will be in a few weeks. But um, very positive signs. I've liked Eduardo Kurejma a lot um, coming back. I think uh, I think he might play an important role if St. Juice continues to be injured. Matt, I can see having a few injuries this season. Um, and overall, man, like even the things, not so much on this game, but even the things that we've, we've, uh, Quats, yeah, Quats already with a knee injury as well. Um, but, um, in terms of the preseason in general, I mean, we've seen Inasi play like a CDM, John Stone's role, like Guardiola has been playing with John Stone's. Um, it's been interesting to see. I think we're a CDM and a right back away from guaranteeing third place. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I'm not trying to. Trying to say anything here with the championship? Uh, in Braga. Well, like I, I assume Braga's in. in Braga's looking good though too. I was just talking to Dave Pereira. They're making no some one's got, no one's Ronnie worse. Everybody's gotten better. That's the thing. Like all those teams. Yeah. Have, have Maybe apart from Porto, I don't think Porto have done much. 
From I don't think they've gotten worse. Yeah. They're at the very least the same. I think they're the same. Yeah, yeah. Lot. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't sold a lot of players though. That's the thing with Portugal. I'm, surpri- so I'm surprised they didn't sell Dio Costa. Yeah, I will say Not that yet. was the one I thought was would have been done and happened, but it's been kind of uncharacteristically quiet around him. Yeah, uh, and I know they're working on uh, oh, who is it from Boca Juniors? Varela from uh, Boca Juniors, mm-hmm. which would he's be, a good uh, player. Yeah, I've watched a bit of him. They'll they be him. getting a player. They'll be getting a guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and with Diogo Costa, I'm surprised United went with Onana instead of him. That's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, no, I mean, good preseason. I, I, I won't get ahead of myself because at the end of the day, it is preseason. We can win every game, you know, five nothing if it is, you know. But uh, if we lose our first game of the season, the fans are having a meltdown anyway. So it doesn't really matter preseason. Same if we were to lose every game, you know, like, of course, there would be some some meltdowns happening on Twitter, but. Nothing to get too ahead of ourselves. You yeah, know, it's all about to on the bounce now in preseason. Exactly. And they'll probably win the league still. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean shit, to be honest. So um, but I've liked what I've seen. I've liked the experiments. Um, and the last player I wanted to mention was Braganza. It wasn't so much this game, it was the game before against Sociedad. He looked he looked like he's he's picking up where he left off, basically. And that's that's the best sign, especially from a player of his quality and like how he is getting an ACL injury could be scary because it could make or break the player. But so far it's looking good so far. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think with Braganza as well, the good thing, obviously there's no good thing about an ACL injury, but like the good thing for him is that his game was never sort of speed or dribbling or running. It was always the technical aspect of passing the long balls, the football IQ. So I think Braganza should be hopefully 100% this season. I think this this is his, this is going to be his breakout season, I think, uh, in my opinion. Um, but oh, but I'll come to you next. Uh, different question as sort of a, a non-biased entity. So we've seen Jenny Katamo get a chance this preseason and he has killed it, in all fairness. He's been very good. But someone who didn't get the opportunity, wasn't even a part of the the presentation of the squad, was Fatawu, who seems to be either being sold or loaned out. Like I said, from a sort of non-sporting perspective, what are your thoughts on, on uh, Jenny Katamo getting this chance where Fatawu is sort of just training on his own, looking to be sold or maybe loaned out. What are your thoughts? I mean, the, the Fatawi situation is so strange. It's 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 bizarre because you, you go to the lengths to to sign this player, to bring him to Portugal, you know, his first club in Europe. And then a season later, the the, the prognosis is that he's he's set to leave. I, I mean, I looked at him and I thought he was a good young player. He, he played, didn't have that many opportunities. Um, but uh, you know, if you if you invest time and money into signing a player and bring him over to Portugal, surely there's like extensive scouting that's gone in, gone on to bring him there, and you have a plan to develop him over three, four, five years. You know, and then so for him to leave, it, it, I find that a really, really bizarre situation. If it's like a loan to a Premier League club, that I, I can get on board with that. Fair enough, you'll you'll play some some good minutes. Um, but I do find that very strange. And Katamo, yeah, I mean, he's not a player that I watched very much, but he seems like, you know, another exciting player coming through to pre-season. Who knows why some players are now being chosen over others. You know, like Danny was saying, we saw Chimiti get a chance over Rodrigo Ribeiro when it seemed like Ribeiro was the one who was on track to break into the first team and then suddenly wasn't given his opportunity. So I do find it a bit of a strange one. I'm more than happy for Katama to be given a chance because he looks like a good young player. Um, but for Taru, I really don't understand that. For me, that is a very strange one. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Richard, I'll come to you next with another player who wasn't presented, and that is uh, Gonzalo Estevez, even though he had a pretty decent, uh, I think it was under-19s World Cup. 
um, and he's not getting the opportunity. It seems like we've only got sort of one registered proper right back in the team. Uh, what are your thoughts on Estevez? Do you think he's going to get loaned out? I know he had the, the troubled loan spell at Estoril, whether it was a lack of commitment or anything like that. But what are your thoughts on, on Gonzalo Estevez and his future? I, I've i said this before. I think a Gonzalo Estevez needs to grow up a bit. I think, I think that's his problem because we've seen the skill. I think he's got all the skill needed to, to be a top-level right back or right wing back. I think it's in his head. I think he needs to grow up a bit. And that's, I wonder if that's where the disconnect is with him and the coaching staff. Cause like we saw him at the, uh, the Euros, the under 19s, they finished runners up. He was one of the best players on that Portugal team. And now you have him almost like not even existent on the, on, on the club at the club level. So I wonder if it's just a training thing. Cause I, I like the guy. I think he's, I think he's a fantastic player, but I wonder if it's just, he's got to grow up a bit and mature. Because we, we've said that about a few guys. We've said that about uh, Kodajma last year uh, going into the season, that he just didn't seem didn't seem to have that maturity level. But it seems like maybe he's had a change in, change in attitude, and he looks like he might actually be a part of the squad after all. So I wonder if it's just something similar for Estevj. Because that, that's the only thing I can think of, is it's got to be one of those he doesn't train well, like Fatawa. We don't think he trains well, or we don't think it's 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 something in his head. So that that's my only thought about him. I like the guy, but it's too bad if he if he gets loaned out. I hope he goes, hope it goes better than Estoril, because that was just a disaster loan. They loaned the guy and then never played him at all, which blew my mind. You went through all the effort to try to get, at the time especially a top level youth talent, and then played him zero minutes. So, if I am assuming at this point he's probably getting loaned out, and I hope it goes better than the last time he was loaned out. Yeah, most definitely. And finally, in a good segue, Chris, uh, someone who we didn't think would get a chance this preseason, Eduardo Cresma, coming in a new role has been... What a segue. I'm glad I brought him up now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was waiting for you to bring that sign like that up. So had it straight there. Thank you, Richard. Um, but yeah, uh, so he's been playing in a new role. Again, saying that was sort of lack of attitude, whether it was him or like the women or whatever it was with Eduardo Cresma not being up to the professional standard what are your thoughts has, on Chrisman? he's overcome everything because he is back with his girlfriend and it seems like he's gonna make the first team so he was out of amorim's uh like uh um he was out of amorim's like numbers for 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 years maturity questions did not have a good time in Germany at all this past year. Four appearances. I don't think he totaled ninety minutes in a single yeah, one. And, as well. and he 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 made it back. So I mean, there is a chance for Estevs. I, I I don't see it. Right. I, I it's probably not going to happen. But I'm just saying, like, it is possible. I guess to get back in Williams' good graces. This may be the first time we've seen it. A dude get like exiled and then like get brought back because you don't usually make it back from that um so yeah i mean i've been impressed to be fair i think that the back three uh like which is like what he was playing when he first started with sporting right when i when he joined suits his suits him better he's he's like he's undersized obviously um so yeah i think that it might be a combination of he's developed a bit, he's changed his attitude, and also I'm winning his hand is forced because there's not that many options if multiple of the center backs are injured. Um, so, yeah, good for him. And 
it, I guess it's not official yet, but he was presented, and it, it seems like he's, it all signals point to him being uh, staying this year. Yeah, most definitely. Go on, Daddy. Just, sorry, yeah, let me just quickly add how like crazy it is to me because out of all the guys between him and Marsa, how is Kurejma in this team and, and Marsa after having like a, a, a really good loan with, with Sporting Gihon? That's a little crazy to me that it's Kurejma. I mean, I don't even know why they bought it, to be honest. What was the point of that? I don't know. Yeah, it feels like a waste that of was we just had energy. This man I think was just, going to court. He was like yeah. not training at his old club to, to like to come to sporting with still with six months left on his contract. And it now was such like, a weird side. Now he's already ready to leave. It's like okay, yeah. And it's like they don't yeah. even want to. He had a good under twenty like World Cup to Longo as well. Like I'm surprised they didn't want to give him more. Of I'm a hoping it's just a loan that. out, like for Tao, like just being loaned out. I'm assuming so. And, I don't know, man. But I'll tell you who's not know. being loaned out. Who's being sold is Sotiris, man. He's got no chance. Sotiris, I forgot Sotiris exists. He still exists. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he could no just be a thing of our imagination. Well, that's just the story of this admin. This admin's like time at Sporting. I mean, we're still trying to settle the uh, Rafael Camachos and Eduardo Henrique and. Uh, Tiago. Uh, Lari. I mean, yeah. Tiago Lodi. We. I mean, last year we just got rid of like. For every hit this administration has had, they've had some. They've had some hits. They've so had about three honest, misses. They for every hit, there's like two misses. That's a thing. Like there's yeah. double the misses as there is. That's the issue. Weeks, every two weeks, there's news. Kamash is about to rescind. Kamash is about to rescind. And <laughs> I thought he already August first. Was rescinded yet, bro? If I was making three point five million, I'm not rescinding Would my you? fucking contract either. Bro. Get the bag. I'm never yeah. gonna fault the player for cashing the check. Yeah, like I'm no. never gonna get. I'll be annoyed if I'm if I'm a fan of the team and I'm gonna cost me money. But I'm also respecting the lack of hustle. Like yeah. go get yours. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. This next one is just a quick one. I want to get your opinions. We've seen the away kit, seen the home kit, and I think the it's like unanimous. They're okay, nothing special. They're fine. But this, um... <laughs> oh, this is this is gonna cause epilepsies. <laughs> like this is not great. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll take a vote. Chris, are you, uh, are you a yes man or a no on this one? See, here's the thing. Every pattern's different, so you could get, like, an even weirder pattern. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to buy it because it's so ugly and it's kind of funny. The back, <laughs> the back is all yellow, and there's, like, a hard transition. It doesn't look good. It doesn't yeah. bl- That's the thing. It doesn't blend at all, right, because of kit regulation. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty ugly. I I actually question if they're going to warm up in it all season long. Um, I would not be shocked if they warm up in, like, the black one that they train in. Yeah. Um, and this kit just kind of fades off. But uh, the one that Danny had where they did this similar thing where it was, like, every kit is a slightly different um, design. At least that one was, like, green. Um, it blended well, too, yeah, I thought. Like, it looked yeah, smoother. I think it was the whole, the whole up in the back as well. Yeah, this one... This just reminds me of like a goalkeeper kit from the year we won the league, which had, do you remember, had like all the random lines from the bottom just coming up like someone just like, yes. oh, yeah. That's what this reminds me of. And like you said, if every design is different, then fair enough. There you go. Danny with the. Yeah, with that's the, the one. The yeah, that's yeah, that one bad, looks a bit better. Yeah. And this one is just a straight template as well. But I mean, we, we, we knew we were going to get templates anyway. But like, yeah. this is just. Uh, what, the third in the Strump kit, though. Yeah, if if there is a new strong kit, it might be the, the same one. I I thought there'd be a new one by now, but um, they might not. they might just roll with uh with the old one just for 
for say it's Nike, right? Like, unless you're well, I mean, the top they don't use it what twice a season, three times a season. At, at they most. use it in like cup, they use it in like cup games mostly. That's it. Like, we don't see lost, it any other time. That's what the Portugal runs the last couple of seasons have been pretty short, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very brief. But yeah, most definitely. Uh, Albert, from a, from a non-biased perspective, what are your thoughts on this beauty? Nike love pulling some shit like this. Every like every so often they just come out with a template like this, right? Uh, they've had a few stinkers. Listen, the one thing I'll say, you guys count yourselves lucky because this is a training kit. And I've got a feeling that at least one team, I think it's Birmingham in the championship, have been given that template as their like official away kit oh, no. so oh, no. count yourselves a bit lucky that this is just a training thing you don't have to look at it for too long no one has to buy it some clubs i think have been given that as like their actual kit canada's new away kit is the same template as the nike training kits for, for sports. our our for the men's team so our women's team gets somewhat unique kits our men's team because our federation's so fucking useless gets trained glorified training kits it's disgraceful but yeah, that shirt is uh, that as a trading shirt is not great. I'm not gonna lie, it just and I love I love football kits. I love kits with funky patterns. I got a few myself. Um, that ain't one of them. That's not it. That was a swing in a minute. Nike's been really weird the last couple of years. I don't know what it is with Nike, just as a whole, not for not just for sporting. They really just they come out with like one year they'll do like a bunch of amazing kits. And then they'll follow it up with like two or three years of just dog shit. Like, I don't understand this company. This is our last season with Nike too, unless we renew. So we could be on the hunt. Uh, this time next year, we could have a new manufacturer. We could return to say a Puma or a Macron. We'll see. Just uh, give me some of I have to pay like 30 or shipping. <laughs> I just, I just want to. Yeah. Can we just fix the shipping? I ordered, you know what? Bothers me too. I've ordered from, the, uh, from the official Federation website, like for, for Portugal. And the shipping is like half of that. Yeah, I think it's. I'm like, how are we spending so much in shipping for sporting? It's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah that's um, so. This time next year, we though we could have uh, a new kit provider. Uh, praying it's not Castor or whatever Castor or whatever the hell yeah. they're called. I'd take Puma. I take Macron back happily, even though they're sizing. You have to double up your size. Um, your also would be in trouble if, if he was in the Macron. Oh, your Kenes would be in. <laughs> Big, I'm in trouble with the macro inside of that damn. <laughs> uh, I didn't even take Ombre. I like some of the Ombre, like the, the Estrella the Amadora kits. Those came out really nice. The like, Tor- is it Torrent in the, the division below have a really nice kit as well. Sort of uh, there's a couple teams in Brazil. I think it's Fluminense and uh, Grêmio in uh, Brazil. They have some really nice ones too from Ombre. So I'd be happy to go with them. They, I don't uh, know what make it is, but the Vasco da Gama one was like the, the top tier for me. If, oh, if that was Kappa. Back. Uh, that was, that was Kappa. Yeah, they did better Portugal kits than uh, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I'm not. I'm not mad at the Adidas kits this this season too. Like Arsenal's uh, Adidas is you, even, is nice. even a bad Adidas kits as a decent kit. That's a problem, yeah, right? Not bad. Yeah. Like a bad Nike kit's a bad kit. Like a bad Adidas kit's still okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, um, Albert. I'm going to come to you with this this one next, and it's sort of uh, one that's been sort of a debate for the last sort of season definitely um but is the saint just experiment with sporting is it over or should it be over what let me know your thoughts oh man um i know i said i wouldn't put you on the hot seat but you know no 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 it's it's a it's a great question man i think 
there's such a good player there. There's a really good player there. There's a there's a player there who could be the best defender in the league, right? But he, the guy just can't play three games in a row. Um, it's a real problem. So it's so tough because I don't know how long his contract is, to be honest. I mean, he could have two, three years left on a deal, I guess, because he only signed last season. So I think it's still 2026, that... if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, you know, it's a player you invested a lot of money in. And I think the thing you have to cling on to is that, you know, players go through injury spells and, and it doesn't necessarily have to define them as a player. So I, I, I definitely wouldn't get rid of him now unless, I don't know, if someone came in and offered you like two thirds or three quarters of what you paid for him in cash, then I would take the money and run. But I don't see that happening. So for now, I think you've got to try and get a guy fit because he was a big investment. And, and you know, you can't you can't spend the kind of money on a player like Saint-Just, a centre-back, that's a marquee signing for that position. You know, if it, you're not going to be able to spend that kind of money on a centre-back again until probably next summer at the earliest. So you, you've got to try and make something work. I think the one silver lining is is getting Diamande for, for a relatively low fee because, you know, that was a real, real bonus because if you didn't have Diamande in and you were relying on Saint-Just, Neto, Quats, and like Inacio is your best young centre-back, then you'd be in a much worse position, but yeah, I don't think I don't think you can cut him loose just yet, just because of the investment that was put into him. But it's been it at you know after the season that he had, it, it's it's the deal is looking in, in trouble. Yeah, most definitely, Richard. It, I'll come to you next. It stinks um, as well, just to add on to that, because like when he's healthy, he's such a good player, but it's just he struggled yeah. to stay healthy. I think that's the consensus as well. Yeah, I was going to say to you, Richard, obviously his seventh injury and he's been here a, a literally a calendar year from now. Do you think, Cat? I mean, it's difficult because obviously no one knows the future, but do you think there's still time for him to turn it around or do you think it's it's pretty much done for now? I think he's still got time to turn it around. I mean, he's the, I think the first few months will be kind of the, the measuring stick, I suppose, to see if he could stay healthy. And that's the thing, like, when we played in the Europa League, we played Arsenal and we played Juventus. He was one of our best players over those two ties, right? Like we were, we almost, we almost stole one against Juventus, right? But he's he's hurt all the time, so I don't know. I I like the guy. I think he's one healthy. He's a phenomenal player. If he can't stay healthy, though, it doesn't matter. If he's going to be missing a game every couple weeks or two games in a month. It's, it's just not going to – you can't rely on a player like that. You can't put the stock. And it sucks because we've invested that type of money. And we've, invest, we've invested big money in players before, but this one was one of the marquee signings, came in with a lot of hype last season, uh, especially because we didn't really make any big signings. He was the marquee signing last season where, you know, season sucked and, you know, him being hurt didn't help matter. So – I think if we at least played well last season, finished better, maybe won a cup. You might not, we might not be talking about it as much. It would have overshadowed some of that negativity. I think we noticed it more because the team wasn't great, and we've noticed he was gone more. If that makes any sense, but I, I, I don't want to give up on him yet. I still think it's a bit too soon. I think just before like mid-season, so like maybe November or so, we'll have a better idea of where we stand with the Saint Juice. Yeah, most definitely. Danny, I'll come to you next. Obviously, Richard mentioned it, the game against Arsenal, that run he stopped from Martelli from scoring. 
literally looking like a the flash in, in running back in, in the it was back. An unbelievable run, by the way. He ran from like past the halfway mark to catch up. It saved us. It saved that game at the very least. Like mm-hmm. Yes, saved the game and obviously we went on to win win the tie anyway. And say just I, I believe did play the, the full game including extra time, I think, in the second leg. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. He got hurt, didn't he? Have to come, he had to come out. He I was against Juventus, oh, Juventus, not against Arsenal. Okay. Yeah, yeah Juventus, the first 20 though. minutes, he was gone. Yeah. but um, he'd, had, yeah. he'd had a month of games, and basically, and then he his knees were like... Literally, everyone said, he's turned it around, he's back, and then it was the game. We were so, we were so hopeful. In, we were so full of hope and optimism, and then look what happened. But yeah, obviously, I'm no scientist, no doctor, but I think the way... Because he's so fast, I don't think his body is sort of like like smolded to it i don't know i don't know he's fat he's fast and he's big like he's a pretty tall and like built guy right so i think that it's just a combination of he he can move that fast but his body's not necessarily built to move that fast all the time i wonder if that's one of the things is his joints can't handle that with his height and weight moving at that kind of pace all the time what's his current injury because i don't Fuck no, it's, like it's his it's his knee. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's it's usually been his knee. It's his knees. It's been everything. It's been his hand. Yeah, it's been his ankle at one point. It's been everything shoulder. from the waist down. He came with a shoulder, shoulder injury. Out at mines. Yeah. yeah, he's had it all, man. It's been but, mostly from the waist down, but yeah, like he's name it. He's probably had it at some point. Yeah, Danny. My question to you was going to be that obviously Saint Just with the current injury, Coates is on one knee. Are you looking to? I would say Saint Just is probably the more valuable one. If you were to sell, do you think you would sell Saint Just to try and bring someone in, or do you think like Richard and Albert said, give him the one more year and see what happens? I'd say give him a still give him some time because we do now have uh, quality and depth. Um, I know we say Quats is on one knee, but I think he'll be good for the season start. He still looked good against Villarreal. We have Kurajma coming back. <laughs> the thing is, is Inasu is still kind of up in the air, and normally I would say we're not going to sell him. I, I don't think we'll sell him, but knowing this administration, anything can happen in terms of that, so we'll see. Um, but with those, at least those four guys, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned Netu, Netu, I'll make that five. Um, we have quality and depth in case Quatch goes down. We'll have, you know, a back three of Diomande, uh, Inasu and maybe Kurejma or Netu. Mateus Race um, as well, still there. Could be Mateus Race, exactly. Can also put exactly. So I mean, we have quality and depth there. I don't see, I don't see the need to rush to sell them just yet. But of course, like like Albert said, if somebody's coming in, if like a fine or something comes in for like two thirds of what we paid for them, or or even exactly what we paid for them, I think you'd be. You'd be dumb not to at least consider it, given how unlucky he's been here, you know? Um, which is a shame, because like everybody's mentioned here, he's, he's fantastic. They were turned off by the price. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can only imagine means that we're we're at least looking to recoup whatever we set. Yeah, like spec, 12. You know? and yeah. 12. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, last but not least, what are your thoughts? Again, like I said, the seventh injury he's had, there's no current timetable. He was presented at the squad, though, so... Looks like he'll be a part of the squad. What are your opinions on, on Saint just at this moment in time? Yeah, yeah, you just gotta uh you just gotta hope for the best. <laughs> planned plan to not have him, honestly. Uh or plan to have him at least in this in the same uh capacity that you had him last season, which is uh, you know, at best half the games. 
Um, and uh, yeah, when he's in, he's a pleasant addition, and uh, you just don't, you just can't count on him too much. Sorry, and, the, and the scary thing is, is there's like for for the first time since he's like been injured, there's like no timeline at all being mentioned. It no just, timeline. They consistently like the, keep repeating he has no timeline, which makes exactly. me wonder. Like, did he tear his meniscus or something? Like, mm-hmm. are they not being honest about what actually happened or something? And this happened like the first five days of preseason. No, he actually and, did he arrive with it. Remember, that he showed up limping. Like, well, they they amazing. said it was either the injury before. It could have been the same injury from Juventus, or it could be a new injury. Because I remember the week before preseason started, I tweeted on the, right. the tweet from record saying Saint Just is fit and he's been working on his fitness, blah blah blah. And then literally, they I want to say a day or two that. later, and then yeah. like three days later, yeah. Because, I don't know because they haven't been fair. Sorry, sorry. And him and him and Braganza were uh, they came in early. They came in a, a week or a week and a half. Everybody else, yeah, because yeah, them, them two and Jovan, and I think someone yeah. else, I think, as well, came in yeah. to, to work on their injuries, anyways, yeah. Yeah. which is just wild, bro. Just wild, yeah. It, it's looking, I think we can all agree, it's, it's not looking good at the moment, but obviously, there's still time to turn it around. But when it reminds me of when Cohen Trow came in, sporting everyone was like, Oh, he's injury prone. Cohen Trow's injury prone, then this is is the definition this is, oh, this is next level injury prone. Cohen Trial couldn't play probably in 90 minutes, but like he played consistently like 70 minutes every other game. But, but Paul, yeah, he wasn't that too. crazy hurt. Like that's a thing, yeah. right? He was he was still healthy for most of what ended up being just a disaster season towards the end. Honestly, even Ruben Vinag was doing that shit too. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot about Ruben Vinag. I had so much hope for him. I was I was singing his praises when we signed him, and look what happened. I'll show me. He, he was very good in the month of August, and then September He's, came along. August is his wheelhouse, apparently. Yeah, he was good for good for three games. Then yeah. Anthony, unfortunately, it's ended like his me career. Playing, me playing house league or futsal, it was good for a couple games, and then we don't talk about the rest. <laughs> yeah, on on to the next bit of transfer news, and this is well, I say it's split opinion, but most people seem to think it is a positive. But um, Paulinho has been linked away, not to just CSK Moscow, which apparently a 7 million euro bid was rejected, but apparently <laughs> Saudi Arabia, apparently with all the, the Saudi oh, Omanes and the Ronaldo. Yep. Saudi Omane, Cristiano Ronaldo, Benzema, and of course, Paulinho add into that list of, of Saudi the, money, apparently. The pinnacles of football. Of course, <laughs> the, the two goats behind me, yeah, Paulinho and Messi, of course. But um but yeah, uh, Danny, I'll start off with you. Um, what would you say is a fair price to to Paulinho? I know people will say like, "Oh, I'd sell him for a Bifana and a, a Superbot," but like, nah. it, if you were saying like, if you're the board, what are you saying is like a fair evaluation for you to let Paulinho go? I mean, that's tough for me to say because we shouldn't sell him in general. I mean, we look at Porto throughout the years, and they have at least three strikers, at least, and even this year they have Teremi Navarro, Tony Martinez. Uh, even Nielsen, you know what I mean? Benfica the same way. They have Musa Musa looks Musa looks better than Gonzalo Ramos in certain aspects. You know what I mean? Uh, Braga have been like that. About Ruiz, Banza now. Um, long story short, I, I get on this guy a lot, and I think he's gonna very he's gonna benefit a lot from us getting thick Vic now. But um, bro, if we're gonna sell him for a right price, bro, at least get what did we buy him for? Almost twenty. 18, Seven, 17, I think, 17 in, in total. total now? Obviously, there was two two players involved and, and stuff like that. 
Bro, yeah. there's no reason if we're selling. Sh- okay, I understand Shirmiti is also younger and it's the potential and all that bullshit. But if we're selling Shirmiti for like 12 to 15 million, there's no reason why we can't be selling Pauling for 15 to 20. Um, but long story short, don't sell it. We won't. This is, we finally have two. <laughs> we're actually strikers. selling Shirmiti. I don't think it, it's going to happen anymore. Yeah, the Shirmiti that just. Because it was a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not necessarily shocked should admit he's not even transferring away. I'm just surprised at the price for a guy who I think Albert put it great. He's he's very raw. He's still very young. A week ago, yeah, but it's Everton. It's Everton, and they seem they seem hell bent on going down this year, so I left them. Uh, this time it's not just only just been this year, brother. It's been the last five years. I don't recognize. They can't even get relegation right. All I'm saying is Chimiti is good in the air. He's tall. That is a Sean Dye striker I've ever seen in my entire life. I think will thrive in Brett with Sean Dyke and Brexit ball. I think he might do okay. I don't know if you guys have seen that meme or the TikTok that Chimiti on Football Manager went to like AC Milan and scored like 79 goals in a season, like 2025. (laughs) So uh, maybe under Sean Dyche it could uh, come. Oh yeah, I think I think like they're getting good, like really good money for a relatively unproven player. Take it and run, and it's nothing against Shudamiti. I we've sung his praise and criticized him. We've seen we've seen flat like there's there is a player there. We've seen flashes. It's just he has to put a lot of things together. I think still, so they're getting good money. They have I think two two good. Solid starting strikers in Jokerez and Paulinho. Rodrigo Ribeiro, I assume, is going to be the third choice, which there's worse third choices in the league as strikers. Uh, so I think they finally have some some decent striker depth as long as they don't get just an injury bug of like the whole team again. Like last year, they should be fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I think keep Paulinho. I wouldn't sell him unless it's something ridiculous. Like if it's an offer you can't refuse, like – don't refuse it, take the money. But I think right now he'll pro I think just keep him and, and roll with him. We've still seen he's the UEFA man after all, right, Sam? Mate, the he's, man, Allian, he's the UEFA man and the Allianz Cup man. I'll just I'll just remind you that. who scored the league winning goal and it was Paulinho. Oh, Paulinho. wearing a swimming cap on his head as well. So like yeah. what, what can't the man do? Yeah, I we need him, we need him. We gotta get uh we need the Allianz and UEFA man. He does turn up in those uh random cup games, right? So Big game pool, I guess. Big is game, the big, big game pool. Grand Jogo Paulinho, you know? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And I guess, like you said, everyone does have a price. That's why release clauses, I suppose, are a thing. That's but obviously, Paulinho is not going to go for the release clause. But you can say that for, for sort of any of the players. Um, Albert, I'll come to you next. As again, I keep mentioning you're the sort of the non biased one out of us. I would, I have to admit, I'm the most biased Paulinho person on this panel at the moment. Um, <laughs> but what are your thoughts? <laughs> Well, yeah, by a country mile. Um, but um, what are your thoughts on on Paulinho? Again, same question I asked Danny. What would you consider a, a fair offer for for Paulinho? The problem is, Sam, you've brought me into being neutral, but I'm a bigger Paulinho fan than half the guys on this podcast. Honestly, I'm a Paulinho guy, and I, I thought you were saying than me. And I was about to start. <laughs> I'll like, just say no bigger than Sam is. Is you got to have no, 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 no. Listen, I won't, I won't, I won't test Sam on his uh, on his uh, <laughs> fandom of Paulinho. Listen, I completely, completely agree with what uh, Danny and Richard said. I just don't see the value in, in selling them, especially for these fees that they're talking about here, like €6 million. Euros. I, there's no value in selling Paulinho for €6 million. Euros. I to- Genuinely, I, you know, I, I have a bit of a joke about 
like Paulinho. I totally accept that. Some people aren't his biggest fan. I totally accept that he doesn't score loads of goals. But and even if you take that stuff out of him, I just think for €6 million, Euros, you're really going to struggle to find the, uh, a player who offers what Paulinho offers on the pitch, um, even at the most basic level, just like his competency as a, as a mature player who's played in this league for many years, understands the rhythm of the game, understands how to link up with, with his teammates. You know, he's a mature player in the dressing room. The, that all that stuff alone is worth more than than six million euros. You could maybe entertain the idea of of like you said, like Danny said, like if you're getting close to twenty million euros, then sure consider it. But we, I think we all know that that's not going to happen. Um, so I think it's a it's 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 a bit of a non-story. I would be really surprised if he if he left for that kind of fee that that they're talking about. There, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, most definitely. Chris, don't know if you have anything to, to add on the, the Paulinho situation at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have pegged him as possibly like more likely to, to leave than, than Shamiti would have been like a week or two ago. But now, obviously, it seems like Shamiti's going. Obviously, it could fall through still, I guess, right? But I don't think they're going to sell both. If Shamiti does fall through, maybe look to see if Paulinho gets sold. But yeah, as as it stands right now, I it's Vicky and Paulinho. Those are our guys. That's who we're rolling with. Which to be fair is like more depth at the position than we've had going into a season in years. This it's the most depth we've had going into season since like twenty eighteen, maybe. (laughs) Considering last year we had one registered striker and Jovan, who was like a makeshift striker. Mm -hmm. It definitely looks a lot better than than last year. So remember Chimit wasn't even part of the the first team last year. No, he came in like mid season. He he hasn't even had a full season of senior football. He wasn't even a part of the B team last season, man. No. No, exactly. We're getting we're getting fifteen million for a guy with like six months of actual professional experience. People are mad about that. Shut your mouths. You're idiots. <laughs> never let you never trust you people with the finances. This is what I learned. Yeah. I, f- I feel like a lot of people take that football manager aspect with like the potential and this and that. And obviously it's much different. Football to manager are not real life friends. Trust me. <laughs> like, unless they they're done by this, problem. unless they're done by this channel, then they yeah, are. Unless yeah, they're yeah, done yeah, yeah. by <laughs> Sam Fonseca. I mean, shit. <laughs> Correct, exactly. Uh, the second to last thing, sort of like news wire, well, it's not even news, it's just saying I want to take the piss out of a little bit. Oh, what is that bad. slogan? Why? <laughs> Why oh, is that? Is that is so. They, they, what spent does it whole, mean? Someone, you know, they had a marketing meeting. Why they have to stamp it on everything? Okay, you want to yeah. have a stupid slogan? Cool. Go for it. Like, whatever. You can't avoid it. It's on it's the t shirt, so it's on the polo shirt. It's the on front the looks good. Even that little, that little look. I know it's not the same writing, but it's just the yeah. front of it looks so good, and it's just the back of it. It's just they had they had a real marketing meeting where people got paid to to talk about this. A lot of and they they probably and probably a lot of money too is went right. into this meeting. They probably paid a couple hundred thousand dollars for that slogan. And they they yeah. thought about a slogan for about five seconds. They said we need a slogan. <laughs> going into this season we got to change things up a bit which i get every team does it in every walk of life for sports what do we got we're well our our, our animal's a lion you know we're the lion we're the leon okay well what do lions do well god damn it they roar <laughs> they roar <laughs> a lot of things roar. yeah but only lions can roar like lions son of a bitch you got the slogan yeah. right here. you know who <laughs> you know who i think was a part of that meeting rich 
Remember a few years ago when Eric Cantona did that huge speech uh, in front of you? That came up on my timeline today. The, the, Brother, the football. It had to be him, bro. Um, I'm wondering I'm... if they someone had just watched that speech and that's what they came up with. They were feeling inspired by Eric Cantona. But yeah, I think that's exactly how that whatever meeting that happened in marketing and 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 advertising. I think that's about how that meeting went up. That's that discussion. Was what a lines you? Well, shit, they are, man. Man, you might be onto something. I feel like that's how I, that meeting. It also might, just might be. I feel like in Portugal, anything sounds cooler in English, so they just maybe yeah, it's I like a think weird translation, like, and they were. Just I don't like, think they. Yeah, I, I think part of it too might be they just. Things don't always translate great from one language to another, especially English and Portuguese. Like yeah. in Portuguese to English, there's some weird but translation. Even, I'm even sometimes. trying to think of like the translation in Portuguese, and that doesn't even sound the greatest. Like no, I, that's, say, that's I, can't, I can't remember how to say "roar" in Portuguese now, but I couldn't tell you. But yeah, I'm wondering. It's yeah, just it's not a like great. It. It's not. If, a it feels like something like George Jesus was saying broken English, and people are just like. <laughs> just just has some that. good One thing, he has some great sound bites. Yeah, exactly. But I guess I could just imagine, like in like the dressing room, like Coates and he's like wearing the shirt, so Mark's ever just standing there, like, what does that even What's say? That? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't want to wear that. That doesn't so, make and sense. The color, even the light green, though, it's so nice. I, I'm like low key, like wanting to buy it. But I don't want that, that on its own is beautiful. That looks fine. That looks like that. I think, listen, that does listen, not. Go, go back to the other picture. The first, the first picture. Is it, that is it the shirt or is it the man? Oh, that's true. That's good. Fine. Fine. It might be my guy. It might be both. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> might be both. <laughs> that, yeah, could be. I know Pride yeah. was two months ago, but hey, beautiful man, bro. No. Hey, uh, another, uh, I get, a little, let, get a little homosexual, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, always that <laughs> the, the last thing I wanted to mention was this and I know this again is a bit opinion Danny I saw you in the, the replies as well and that was uh, Barroso's oh. debut red card oh, obviously yeah. a very bad challenge no one bad is challenge. this disagree but Danny I can see since yours is on screen let, let's hear it because I was one who, who tweeted this just for yeah yeah yeah. So, I also so don't, only... no, don't blame Chris and, and Richard. That was, no, no, that was no, no, me. No. I don't. I never no, tweet no, no. for my account. I also, account, so you I also only responded. <laughs> I responded to this as well because um, I was watching it during work or something, and I seen other people tweeting like, "Bro, he's it's his first like two minutes, blah blah." blah. And I didn't see this part of the game because my stream was like fucking off religiously. So I yeah. just whatever. Let me get back to work and. And be a good corporate slave to, to corporate America, right? <laughs> um, so, anyways, I, I end up tweeting, like I, I look up the video and I see it, and it's just like, okay, guys, what are we what are we crying about here? Like, it's clearly a red. Like the guy it's could have red, taken yeah. his ankle off, right? Like, I understand, you know, these are it's it's like unfortunate for an, an, a 17, 18 year old kid making uh, do we consider this even a debut? We don't, no, right? Technically, no, guess no, not, no. it's preseason. I, no, it's so preseason. I get it. It's shit. It sucks, and I feel for the kid because, I mean, we have we didn't. He wasn't on the bench for uh, Villarreal. I doubt he's going to make the bench for Everton. He's not going to. He hasn't been presented as part of the team, right? If I'm not mistaken. No. I, I think don't he think... was always destined to be in the B team. This exactly. Season anyway. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. I don't think this has anything to do with that. It's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather this happen in a preseason and you then learn your like lesson game or a cup than, game. 
Exactly. And but more so than that, more so even that you do it and you get away with it. And then not think not you think obviously he's not stupid enough to think like I can get away with this in a real game, but the feelings aren't there anymore. The feelings of of letting his team down or being disappointed in himself isn't there. That's why I'm fine with it being a red because at the end of the day, it is a red card. You're gonna get a red card, do it in a do it in a meaningless friendly. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, if we're gonna use VAR for Villarreal, for example, because they did score two goals that were offside, and the Mm -hmm. first one they had to check VAR for it. I don't know if they checked the second one, I can't remember now, but I know they were there for minutes. So if we're gonna use VAR in a friendly, we're we should be sending these players off because that same week, um, who was it that uh, that also received the red in a friendly? Was it Martinez or, or Arsenal fans were were yelling at he, Martinez? He, he, he didn't even uh, get a card, I think. Right? He just scissor tackles. It's yeah, sacred. fair. It was but, a mighty challenge. And but you see how the fans had a death challenge in the preseason game. Yeah, uh, Barcelona did it against Arsenal as well with yeah. the Rouge. So it's like, bro, if if it was the other way around, if if there was a Real Sociedad player doing that to to who's an who's a an important player for us without a shadow of a doubt to pot or to Inacio, I think we're all livid about that. If it doesn't get a red and that's, yeah. that's where I'm coming from where I, I get it. And I, and I do get, it's unfortunate. Like we could have let him slide. I mean, considering the other fouls that I mentioned today, like just now, this was probably like the lesser of all of them. Right. Especially bro, that fucking Barcelona to um, the, the Rujo to uh, Arsenal. I don't know if it was soccer or not. The man could have fucking knocked his knees off. You know what I'm saying? So that one's a really bad red. So compared to this one, it is innocent. But I'm, it's a red card, man. There's nothing more you can really argue about. You know, it's yeah, you can argue like you can argue, you can always argue like, oh, it's not as bad as this challenge. Like it's still a red card. It's still yeah, a red. Man. Yeah. It's still a dumb yeah, challenge. Exactly. We'd be arguing the same thing, and whether it's exhibition or whether it's a league game or a cup game or whatever. A red card's a red card. You gotta follow the yeah. rules at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, that's the rules. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but hopefully the kid will learn from this. Maybe next oh, I feel bad. I feel won't bad be as eager to come on. No, most definitely. And I, I agree with what you're saying hundred percent. I, I see where you're coming from. But obviously I think for me it was also heat of the moment that was like we were three nil up, the game's yeah. done. No, the, no. the referee blew a foul but didn't give him any card, didn't even give him a yellow, just carried on. And it's like the game's done. It felt like you're just giving a red for the sake of giving a red. And I know it was a bad tackle, like I said, 100 percent red card. But it just felt like the game's done. Preseason friendly. What it was like five, wow. ten minutes ago. Just yeah. be like, I okay. see that part of it. Like I get it, but but like I, I get what you say. If if you're treating it like an actual game, then fair enough. And I guess, but it just felt for me it was like an 18 year old. Big, big stage in front of home fans and, you know, against a, a really big club in, in Real Sociedad. And then it's just like mm-hmm. being eager to get on. And I can understand dangerous tackle and it could have resulted in a leg being broken, of course. But it just felt if the referee isn't going to give even a card there, but the VAR saying, look, you need to have a look at this. Then for me, it's just like, if you want to send him off straight away, then it's like, fine. But it's just the way he just it didn't acknowledge it the first time. Went to mm-hmm. VAR to check it and then was like, okay, it's a red. It's just, I don't know, man. I understand it was a red card. I'm not disagreeing that at all. But it just, I don't know. It just felt a bit odd to me or weird to me, at least, from uh, a refereeing perspective, at least. But yeah, I I guess we can can leave that there. And we can get on to the actual sort of topic of this this video, I suppose. We'll start off with, I'll give you each a category. We can all go through it together and we can name our players and things. Um, I'll start off with you, Chris, since it's in order of my screen. 
Who do you think is going to be Sporty's most important player this season? Chris? I like that. Subjective, too. He's thinking. I'm thinking about it. I'm not rushing you. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we can come back to you if you want. <laughs> it's tempting to say uh, our new uh, most expensive signing. Vicky Vicky. Um, but I'm going to go with um, a player who's been critical for us for multiple seasons and who the success of the team has directly been tied to. Maybe the addition of this new player will allow him to, we'll see a new version of him. Um, but Pot, I'm going to go with, with Pot. Sure. Um, I think that Pot's just going to continue his evolution um, as a provider. I mean, he was threading through balls in that, in that Villarreal game. Maybe there's less pressure on him to score as much. He's still going to – I think he's still going to get 10 goals. He's still, yeah, still going to get like 10 um, to 20 goals minimum, I think. He's just – I think he's really showing that he's a versatile player. And, Maybe uh, it's the new number. You know what they yeah. say. So like number, eight, number eight for Sporting is – if number seven's the curse, number number eight's kind of the blessed number for this club, it seems. Number 28, yeah. I think, is just as good, though. I don't know. I don't 28's like the, been all right. We've had a few uh, good 28s. A few. Best. Bastos Bastos was one of the, a, a great striker. Some guy, I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy, Cristiano Ronaldo. Not bad. Who the fuck Who's is that guy? Not bad. What a flop. Last I heard. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few. I think even Kurejma had 28 at one point. I don't know about that one. There's been a few. There's uh, been, we've had a few. We've had a few 28. I almost said his name. Eight. My bad. Masaf Podre. He was 28. <laughs> We've had a few 28s, but I think number eight, I, maybe it's something in the water when once they get number eight, but that yeah. seems to be a good blessing number. The, definitely not number seven. That shirt's cursed since Beagle Nobody left. has it still. Nobody has it. Nobody Every has day, it. I love it. The best, the best guy to have it was uh, Ease My Love for like a couple years. Tabata yeah, wasn't yeah. a bad number seven. Tabata wasn't bad either. Tabata just never got a chance to do anything. I, I think Tabata. someone just needs to grow up and be like, I'm number seven this season. And then Screw just have all it. of you. Yeah. He counts to 17, bro. He's too much of a... Javon has 77. Just take one of them off, man. Just take one. Kill one of them. Javon. Javon's already cursed as it is, bro. He doesn't need to Give the man a chance. That's a good point. Danny, coming up to you, who do you think will be the most important? I was actually going to say Pot as well, but I'll change it up and I'll also give him love. I think he's been a very important player to us. I think he's still going to continue to be an important player because if he remains healthy and still on it, I. You can argue he won us the league, or at least was very crucial on us winning the league a few years ago. It's going to be Quach. I think Quach uh, has a lot to offer to the team. He's clearly, clearly a leader in the team. I think he's been the leader, uh, even when Bruno Fernandes had the captain's armband. Um, I think he can lead us again to glory. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy, because even when he isn't healthy, he's playing relatively well, even on one knee. Um, you can see his game deteriorating for sure. I'm not denying that, but he made a great tackle so, in the last game. Might have sacrificed exactly. his knee to make it. But might have, yeah, exactly. might have sacrificed what's left of that knee. But and I think I think Inacio's growth is like hand in hand with the more time he spends playing with Quatch. I mean, it's even the same thing with Quatch and, and Mathieu, for example. They only got better with time. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. um, yeah, I think I think he's going to also be. I mean, I would argue Quatch is way more important, but. 
Um, second to Pluck would definitely be Quatch. I think we don't we don't talk about him enough. Yeah, fair enough. Richard, coming to you, who do you think will be the most important player? This oh, season? no one said him yet, so I'm going to be the first one to let the bullet out of the chamber. I think it's going to be uh, Thicky Vicky, not to be confused with Icky Vicky from the Fairly Odd Parents. Or Sticky Vicky from Benadorm. Sticky Vicky if you're a sideband fan. <laughs> from from Benadorm. <laughs> Don't go Allegedly. to Benadorm. Or do go to Benadorm if you're a weirdo. Uh, I think it's going to be Jacques I think he's, uh, if we see even 75% of the player we saw in the championship last season where Coventry was already just a penalty kick away from being promoted, I think this team has a good chance to uh, do some damage in all, on all fronts. Uh, he seems like a guy, like I said, he can bully some players, technically sound. I think he's uh, I think he's going to do well. He gives me that, like I said, Josie Alstor vibes, maybe even a bit of Baz Doss with the, the good first touch. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm going to go with him. I think the signing, I think the team's kind of built well around him. He's going to be getting some great constant service from one of Edwards, Trincao, or Pot, it seems. so. And you have a good midfield of Morita as well, which can feed him. I think he's going to probably be, one, if not the best player on the team, I think he's going to be one of the best players and certainly one of the hot, highest scorers, I would think, this year. And a team that has a lot of guys who can score goals. Like, he can score goals. Paulinho, you know, is good for around 20. Pot, Edwards, Trincao can all get, get in on the score sheet, even Marita to an extent. So I think I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be the, biggest, the biggest key for this team. Yeah. Fair enough. Albert, coming up to you next, who do you think is going to be the most important player for sport in this season? Well, I think you've had three different answers so far, and I think that's a good sign of the fact that for the first time in a few seasons, it feels like there's quite a few players ready to be that player this season. I think Pedro Gonzalez is, you know, he's he's performed for sporting every season that he's been there. Um, I think Jokeres is a, ready to have a great season. He looks like he's coming in as close to the finished article, but then there's players that are already there. Like even Paulinho could benefit from Jokerez's arrival, take some of the pressure off him. Uh, as Danny said, Coaches has always been a good leader. The two that I like, and perhaps it's wishful thinking, are Diamando at, Diamando at the back. I think he's a young kid ready to have a big breakthrough season. And I think come the end of the season, we will be talking about him as one of the best defense defensive prospects in this league. The next big defensive uh, export from this league other than maybe Antonio Silva but of all the attacking options you know the one that I really want to be the one this year is Trincao because I think for me Trincao is is the best football player at sporting he's not necessarily always been the best um, he's he's never quite settled since leaving Braga and I just think I want this guy to to find his home to have that killer season where he proves beyond all doubt like this is the player that he is um, so I think again it's a little, a little bit wishful thinking so it's more of a player I hope will be the best player rather than what I think will be the more nailed answer is probably either Pot or Jokeras but for me I'll, I'll go for Trinko I think that's a good yeah. shout actually because like he he was one of those players last last season that as the season progressed you could see him getting a bit Definitely. more comfortable and it, just, sure. it just stunk because we had like nothing to play for by, like, was, was he, or was he stat padding in meaningless game was he stat padding? that's a thing but <laughs> i think he's shut mm -hmm. up chris <laughs> <laughs> trying to make a point he's but looked I, good I, though, even in the season he's like good i'm a fan he's look he's look more i think having like the full year now to kind of adapt and get 
reacclimated with Portuguese league football, I think is it's gonna only do him well, and I think he's gonna probably be. I think he'll be one of the better players. I, I mean, it's him, it's him, Pot, and Edwards kind of swapping in and out for that that front three essentially. So I, I imagine he'll get uh, and, and he'll get a lot of time. And, and apparently Jenny Katamo as well. And apparently Jenny Katamo, honorable mention. Sure. <laughs> I think I think Jenny Katamo. Yeah, I forgot about Jenny Katamo. And then Jovan. Stop saying month. names. There are more categories coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there's Jovan for like a month when like everyone's hurt. It's like, oh, Jovan's back in the squad. Everybody's confident. It's like, where have I heard this story before? <laughs> yeah, I think Trincao's a good shout, is what I was trying to say. Before Chris came in out of nowhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, all of you, uh, I agree. I'm going to go a bit left field, and the reason I'm going to go for this person is because if we want oh, to see this, go, boys. he's going to know. Let's go. Let's just go, <laughs> Richard. Genuinely, it yeah. is. Anton <laughs> I, knew it. I knew it. For the positives because, and negatives, I'm with yep. you. Sam. Yes. Yeah. But in order for this season to be a good season, he needs 100%. to improve. Yep. In in my opinion, the worst player last year. The worst. He cost us too many games, too many points, too many goals. And this can coincide with either him or Israel. I'm pretty sure it's a Dan still getting the number one. But if we need if we're gonna have a good season, he needs to step up. And he needs it seems like he's taken responsibility in the, the preseason interview we gave. He said, I've made mistakes. He didn't say just two, he said plural, lo- lots of mistakes. Well, he only made so, two. <laughs> so it's an improvement on his previous interview, at least. Um, but I think in terms of of, of we who we need to be good and who we need to sort of step in and and be like Danny said, if we want to get back to that title winning season, Kwasi needs to be back to that sort of form. So does Antonio Adan. We don't want the Adan from last season who was who looked even at most points scared to be number one in especially in big games. Porto in the Tasta Liga final, Marseille to get us into the Champions League. Even um he made a mistake against uh, what team was it? Uh, you even Juventus, you can argue made a mistake. Uh, Magitland, he made the mistake. So it's just like if if he wants, if we need to be a good team, if we want to be a good team, it's either Adan, it's Israel, is it Kalai who steps up? We need that goalkeeper, and I assume it's going to be Adan, um, but he is the one. I do. Who I, think I do think we will up. see a bit more Franco if I'm not too off. I think we'll see Israel. Israel come in a seems bit more. more legitimate of a threat to Adan than he did last season. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's had a, a year to kind of get used to some of the first team football. He's gone to Uruguay games, so. I think you will see a bit more of Israel if they if they want to start that transition. Um, you'll probably at the very least see him and again toss the Liga, probably toss the Portugal if we actually get more than a game in that. Uh, praying for this season, and you might see him in the odd Europa League game, depending as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you'll see a bit a bit more of a split than we did last season. Yeah, you know who you won't see that'll probably be in Sam's uh, guess the player in uh, about a year. Andre Paul for sure forget. <laughs> he's Sorry, already no. been in it, Danny. Thank you. I believe Oops. it was Kevin versus versus Richard. I think Kevin. Well, probably with, within we're, five we're, seconds. We've had so many guys that I just forgot played for this team. Like you think I'm gonna? I don't even remember what I had for lunch today. Like, <laughs> Andre Paolo. I forgot we even talked about him before. But yeah, you'll be glad there's no guest the crip off today. I've given you a lot of break, so Thank we can God, we can right, forget no, about I that. I can one. handle it. Uh, to be fair, it also be very unfair to Albert in this situation. So. Yeah, Albert would have no Mate, practice. I'm so up time. for it. Bring it on, man. <laughs> we'll have to do yeah. it another time. Not today. Kevin's the champion, so Kevin's got to be here yeah. as well. So, so Kevin's no, we'll he, uh, he dictates all the rules here at uh, All Things Albalot HQ. 
yeah, we run everything through cabin uh, for nerds. <laughs> most definitely. So the next category is something we've touched on a bit, but I'm going to go a reverse chronicle order. So I'll start with myself. That is who do you think the most improved player is going to be? And sorry, Albert, I am stealing your vote in Trincal. I did tweet it the other day that I think he is going to be the breakout star five minutes afterwards, he missed the sitter that could have won the game. And of Sam. course, ben, of course, the Benfica and Porter fans got on me after that, which is, which is all good. But I, I still think Trincao is going to be um, the most improved star. I'm not going to repeat too much of what Albert said, but it's looking like he's here. I mean, Albert, um, am I guessing that's going to be your, your player as well? No, I could I go for a different one. I mean, he probably would have been, but I think if I pick a different <laughs> one, sorry, That's my it's all good, man. No, no, no. I, I, I think the other one I like is uh, Ishgayo. Um, I think uh... because he was quite quite inconsistent last year, but I always I did I always liked him, and I liked him at Braga, and I always thought he had the ability to to play at one of the top three clubs. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be like the new Pedro Porro, but I think he's more than good enough to to be the right back that you need. In the Premier League and in the Europa League, so if he can find some consistency, like settle down, I think Ishgayo could be a really useful player. Yeah, most definitely. Fair. Richard, to you, most improved. He kind of took my thunder. I was going to say either Ishgayo or Paulinho. Actually, I think Paulinho. I'm, I'm going to go with Paulinho to be different. I think without having the uh, the pressure of uh, being the sole striker, having what is one of the most toxic media's alive in in Portugal, just constantly after him and like a let's be honest we have a very impatient fan base in, in sporting i think without some of that pressure i think you might see him relax a bit and might come into his own come into a bit more form so i, I think if anything like he's a type of guy when there's not as much attention on him he tends to do a bit better whereas when all eyes are on him i feel like the nerves and like the pressure kind of gets to him a bit so i'll say paulinho just because there's that added competition, there's less stress to be the sole goal uh, goal provider, the sole guy to kind of get the chances and uh, and create opportunities. So I think I'll go with Paulinho just to uh, be different and to make Sam happy. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and and Danny, for you, most improved. Broski, all three of those options were what I was thinking too. Um, I'll cast my vote with Albert though. I think Yishgayu, I have always liked Yishgayu, bro. Like, End of the season uh, podcast. I think I went on twenty minutes talking about how each guy you should stay and like he's still the right guy for us. Blah blah. blah. So yeah, you and Steph got heated that episode. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Steph wanted him as, as the Steph wanted him as the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I I'm hoping at least yeah it'll be each guy you. With that being said, we should look for a right back option uh, yeah. because it's clear we're not giving Steph the option like that that you know second right back slot um and i also think trinkelm will have a big season i've already said i think pauline was going to benefit a lot from from thick vic or thicky vicky coming in but it's going to be his guy you i think his guys are going to get a lot more minutes um and bro he's a spartan academy player bro like through through everything we, we love our academy players and i think after everything he's been through if he has a great season for us he can easily become like a folklore legend for us easily you know so he could be he could be like a cult hero like a, like as well yeah. right like he could just be one of those guys that fans just really get behind and love exactly if given exactly. a chance i mean we still yeah. love francis Sherald, and he hasn't done fuck all for us but you know Chirald. shout out to but my he, guy he, 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 read, he reads go. books he reads <laughs> yeah books. he reads books yeah he, reads he loves to be in him and love to read <laughs> but yeah chris leave it with you uh who do you think is going to be the most improved player this season 
Then go wishful thinking with mine. Uh, Franco Israel. Mm. Okay. That he developed so much so that he's the full time starter by December. Well, Adon, Adon, that's that's really bold. Adon's in a contract year, right? So this could be. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about transition, so that it might you might be onto something. Actually, he might be. Let this guy cook. Chris might be onto something. Actually. Yeah, I can see it happening. To be fair, but it, again, it just depends if Amrin was very like he didn't want to drop a Dan, no matter how many mistakes the guy made. So uh, if if Dan's on a short yeah, leash this season, part of the problem was also that he didn't trust Israel at all either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe if he trusts Israel more, he'll be more willing to do so. But let me also say, if if he starts trusting Israel a little more, it means we're having a horrible season. We might not be doing great. No. Well, it's either that or an Adan injury, and obviously, you don't wish injuries onto anyone. So it's, it's no, either one no, of those two. Never. No. Unless it's a Benfica reporter player, then it's allowed. <laughs> yeah. I don't, okay. Sorry. Okay. If it's John Mario or like John Martino, it's allowed. Cool. Uh, now, <laughs> now they've got that. If it's a rat, then it's allowed. What you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, right. But yeah. Well, I was to be honest. I have I have the category written down here. I did this like a month ago. Next one was going to be signing of the season, but believe it or not, there's only been one. So all one of them. One. So we'll just so, say Jokerez for now because we've been linked with a couple other guys, but nothing's really that, happened yet. That Danish midfielder, though, he looks if good. he's as good as it seems he is, captain of Lecce, whatever. I think that can be huge because Danish Palinga. Danish Palinga. Yeah, yeah. Next Palinga. Danish John I see tweets today. People were were cheesed that they were already like. Commentators were saying like, "Oh, he's very aggressive" or some shit like that. Who the fuck well, even watches C- those shows you're a CDM. anymore? CDM, you're supposed to be a little aggressive. Yeah, though. but who like... cares? Who watches that that garbage, anyways, man? When you have podcasts like Long Ball Football and fucking All Things Have a Lot, baby, like what, what the fuck are we watching here? I think let's he, be honest. Most game. of those guys on like CMTV don't watch football outside. No, they don't. Uh, well, so they just they nobody... just guess. And they don't play football manager, bro. Like I'm convinced <laughs> nobody in Portuguese, like actual Portuguese speaking media in Portugal, actually watches football. I don't think any journalists in Portugal I think, I think maybe like, Portuguese yeah. speaking media actually so, watch football. Sevilla Oliver, so Thomas de Cunha as well from I think they're both yeah. from Eleven Sports. They I'll yeah. give them credit. But like CMTV journalist, not a chance. No chance yeah. that they, they do. But um yeah. Anyway, from that from that segue, the next one. Uh, Chris, again, starting with you, is going to be the next breakout. It could be youth player, but I would like to keep it under the age of 23. So who do you think is going to be the sort of the next breakout young player? Mm. And unfortunately, I can't take Israel because you've used him already. I think that... It what? Could... That was a roll. It is now. I it's think now. that it could be um, Alfonso Moreira. Ooh. Because of the position that he plays, and yeah. the um, like, he's obviously shown positive notes. Katama's shown positive notes as well, right? But he's obviously more lower in the depth chart. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna be if we're really signing a a midfielder for like fifteen million, a striker for twenty four. It's like we're really gonna be buying a, a left and a right back too. Right. No, no, at best, pick one. One of those, so yeah, I think that that there there could be an opportunity for him when uh, like like Nunu Sans uh, isn't isn't playing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Danny, for you, uh, breakout player. 
Yeah, bro. It seems I don't think like we're gonna be playing the youth all that much this season. I'll say Katamu, only because if we do sign that the the, the midfielder from uh, from Lecce, I don't see us playing Dario Sugu all that much either. So yeah. I would say Dario, but other than but because of that, I'd say maybe uh, Katamu. Unless we sign a right back, then I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'll go with Franco Israel too. Then yeah. you know. Yeah. Fair enough, Richard. For you. I, I was going to say Asugo, maybe now he's had a proper full year of uh, football, but if we do sign that uh, that Danish guy, like Danny said, maybe not so much. Um, you know what, screw it. I'm still going to go with Sugo. Fuck it. I'm, gonna, I'm a man of – I'll die in a lot of this one. He's pretty good. So like, it's, it's a long season. Gets, yeah, it's a long season, but Agassa gets injured again or, or Morita gets injured. You can see him coming he, in. He slots, he slots in like he's – Pretty good player. I'm happy to. Uh, I'm happy to say Asugo. I, I like the guy. Uh, he's still super young, but we've seen some good flashes of him. I think having a full year of actual senior football, not just uh, okay, we're gonna just trot you out in a random league game once a year for two years. I think being with the first team and everything uh, will yeah. have done him good. He actually turned down going to the under 19 Euros with Portugal this year to to do preseason with Sporting, which I thought. I was kind of bummed because I would have really liked to see him with the juniors. I thought the that team would have done even better without him. You, th- you don't think he would have played, Benfica. eh? He doesn't play for Benfica. You wouldn't have played. Oh, that's true. We're lucky that we've seen enough of uh, Rodrigo Ribeiro that we did, man. That's uh, just because all the Benfica strikers were playing for the national team or for the under-21s. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, I think he's a guy who has potential and, you know, he turned down multiple Nash. He could have gone to the under-21s even if he really wanted to. And, he stayed to uh, to train and practice with uh, with the A team in his off seat in his off time. So I think that's just a good sign and a good mentality from him. So I'll go with Asuba. Yeah, fair enough. And Albert, for you, I really like Asuba, by the way. So I, I hope it's him. My guy, I already bigged up, so I'll keep it brief. But Diamande for me is the one. Yeah. If you count him as a youth player, as a young, I, yeah, I know right. you didn't come for I was close to saying Diamande too, actually. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's my one. Yeah, just I'm pretty sure he's under 23. I'm pretty sure he's 19, so it works out. Unless they lied about his age, like he's actually like 30. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I was annoyed because I I just Googled Briganza because I thought he was still 23, but unfortunately, 24 as of May. So Uh, um, he's getting in football manager, he's getting sold, bro. He's getting sold now, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Yeah, shit, eat shit. That's your own girls coming back to bite you in the ass. But I, I was, I think I'm gonna go with um, Eduardo Cresma, especially we mentioned with Kawate's injuries and and Saint Just injuries. There's gonna be definitely more time for him. And if it wasn't him, I probably would have said Marcel if he was presented, but unfortunately mm-hmm. not. Um, but for mm-hmm. me, I think this, I think this is also Cresma's probably last chance. 21 years of years of age. He had that first when Amarin first took over. He was he was the back three. It wasn't in Nastio. It was Kawate's, Matthew, and Cresma. That was how it how it worked out. And he looked solid got an injury and then there was questions of maturity and stuff but i do think this is probably his last chance to sort of nail nail the place not that it's his last chance of sporting maybe i could see him being like loaned out but i think this is proper good last chance to to impress amarim and i think so far he's shown that he's up to it playing in a different position obviously the last spell to hoffenheim didn't go too well but you know in a weird way it might have matured him by not playing by making him hungry to play if that makes sense but um but yeah, that, that would be be my one. Um, so 
the final category, of course, is uh, the final place in the league. And we'll, I guess we'll do every competition just to make it fair. And I'll start off. We'll start off with um, Liga Betclick now, I believe. No longer Liga Buin. Liga Betclick. Yeah, we just we swapped betting companies. That's literally yeah. all we did. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, you, go, you guys know me. I never like to go positive. Last year, I guess third and we finished fourth. But this year I'm I'm gonna have to go third again. I'm I I can't I can't in in my heart go higher, just because I do think we've had a have a good window so far. We're still missing players. I think one injury is all it takes to derail the team, especially Jokeres, especially a midfielder like Morita, especially if we don't have, get that midfielder, the guy from Denmark. If Morita gets injured, it's gonna be what Braganza. Midfield's very thin. Yeah, yeah, they're one. It's like last year; they're one injury away from it just being disastrous, right? Like you need, they need a bit more depth in midfield to make me feel comfortable. But yeah, I'm gonna go third in the league. You know what? I love a Tasa de Liga. Give, give me that, man. Yeah, give, give me Liga. a winner of the Tasa de Liga. Uh, Tasa Portugal. I'll, I'll leave. I'll say, I don't know. I'll say final. Why not? And uh, Europa League. I'm gonna say same as last year and go quarterfinals. Uh, but, but Albert, give it to you next. Give me a, a sporting season prediction. And again, I said it before we went live, just because you're on a sporting podcast, feel free to be as, as impartial as you, as you can. I'm glad you said that, man, because I'm going to go 14th. <laughs> <laughs> Relegated. <laughs> Relegation playoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so it's not going to be first, but I think the I, I mean I think Benfica are going to win the league again. So I think that, but I do think the second, third, and fourth spots are going to be very close, much closer than they, they were last season. So I think even if you don't finish second, you it will only be like three or four points difference between those three teams. I will also go for third, but I think there is an opportunity to finish above Porto this season, definitely. For me, Braga are the wild card. They're the kind of one, the unknown entity because they were good last season, and they've improved. So I will, yeah. I will go with third, like on a kind of average situation of the middle of those three teams. Um, the cups, man. To be honest, I got no idea. Uh, win one and, and go out, go out in the second round or the other. I'll just say that. <laughs> and uh, the the Europa League, I think. Um, I think the Europa League has got to be, you've got to treat it almost similar to the Champions League in that, to be totally honest, it's about getting out of the group. You know, it's great to be in the Europa League to have some more winnable games, but unfortunately, there's still a lot of very good teams in that competition. Um, so I would just say, focus on getting out of the group and then everything after that is a bonus. Obviously, you saw Braga get to a, a semi-final and so you see what can happen if you get a little bit of fortune with the with the run-in, with the draw, if you get picked against but then equally you can end up against like I don't know you can end up against Manchester United in in, in the round of 16 so it can be it can be tricky um so yeah I would say get out of the group in the Europa League finish in the top three in in the league and I don't think that's a bad season to be honest yeah fair enough now now Richard you have the I guess the mystique of having spot-on predictions so after this I'd like the lottery numbers for tonight please and then All but before right. that Please give me your your season predictions in terms of if, if competitions. I agree with Aubrey. I think the league right now is Benfica's to lose. My bold prediction is I think Braga finishes second. I think we finish third, and I think Porto has a fall off. I think Porto's done the least out of the top four. They've made 
no real moves either way. They've kind of been stagnant. I think every other team has at the very least improved marginally. Uh, but I think we finished third, and I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be, like, between three and, like, five points between, like, all the places. Like, I think, like, Benfica might finish, like, six points ahead of Braga. Braga might finish, like, three or four points ahead of Boston. We finish, like, three, four points ahead of Porto. I think it's going to be really tight. This year, I think all the teams are looking good. I think for Europa League, I think they can absolutely get out of the groups. I really want to say we're going to win Europa League, but I just can't put that evil on us. I think we're going to go at least quarterfinals. I think depend if we get a, a bit of luck of the draw, we might go. We might make a bit more of a run, but I'm going to be a bit conservative with that. Say quarterfinals. I think we do win a cup this year. I'm not sure if it's going to be one or both. I really would prefer a Portuguese cup over a toss of the league. No offense, it's been a while. So I'm going to say we probably win the Portuguese Cup and we probably lose Tasa Liga in the final or final four. So I think we absolutely make a bit of a run in Tasa Liga, but probably just miss out. But I do think we get at least a trophy this year. So third in the league, toss the Portugal winners, quarterfinals of Europa League, and probably I'll say semifinals in the uh, in the Mickey Mouse Allianz Cup. I can't remember if this is the year that the Allianz Cup goes to like Saudi. Or no, like I think it's else. I think it's next year they want to do that. Oh, this okay. year is still this year is still um, kind of the older format. But yeah, okay. Who's gonna Who's gonna pay to Where are they gonna take the League Cup? By the way, outside of Portugal, like realistically, it's, it's gonna be like, Saudi. I think. Saudi. <laughs> like, do Saudi Arabians care? <laughs> It'll be winter. Just, be do, winter it, just do it in America. I would say if it wasn't in the fucking wintertime, you could do it in like the East Coast, like of Canada yeah, or, like, America, or, or the States. Like you can do Toronto or like New Jersey, New York. You can do like Boston. Let me just say there's a big Portuguese community in San Diego. So, um, say, yeah, I, know what there is a big, I wouldn't mind the trip to California. Yeah, Joe's right. going to be funny. I guarantee- Sorry, San Francisco. You're right. I guarantee you. if they do bring it to America or Canada, there's going to be like the final, like Bovista versus Oroca. You're going to get like a really weird matchup, at least like on one. No side disrespect to any fans that's of the team. They want to make it four teams because they can guarantee that that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, that's why they want to make it just the top four in the league now so that they guarantee you're getting at least two or three of the big boys. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, Danny, for you, uh, what is your your yeah. competition predictions? Um, let me also just say, Bovista fans, you might have offended the twenty Oroca I, fans. I, I know Bovista you, fans. none of them, none of the twenty Oroca fans listen to us, bro. You're good there. Um, <laughs> when I was an Uber driver for six months, I actually drove a, a Bovista fan here in Toronto, Rich. So that's yeah. I went to high school with one. We had a spirit nice. day in high school, and I wore like a sport sporting shirt or something. And, like a few guys knew it, whatever. I see this one dude in a Bovis shirt. I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Legend, I didn't bro. think Legend. I didn't think they existed in Canada. The one dude, no one knew. I was the only guy Legend. who knew what team he had. <laughs> um, but they might get relegated because they don't pay their players. Let me so <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of the league, I I feel let me knock on wood. I feel a second, hopeful for first, but I feel a second place. I feel like we're going to close that gap from last season. I hope at least, of course. Um, and um, I also feel I'm with you guys. It's obviously Benfica's to lose because they had a great season last year. And then, you know, they've added on top of that. Di Maria still, even at 36, he looks incredible still. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see what David Neres does this season. I will say one thing, though, in terms of Benfica and in terms of Braga, I can see them having great seasons, both of them. I can also see them, you know, sacking Schmidt or, or Artur by January, February, because things have just not hit, you know, the, the right spots, especially Benfica. I mean, I think if Benfica aren't in the top, I mean, if Benfica are in third by January with a little bit of a distance, I can see them pulling the trigger on that because although I like Schmidt and although I think Schmidt is a great manager, I, in terms of like quality wise, I still, I would still have Conceição up there as the best manager in the league. And I think Mourinho is just below him. Um, but I with that with being Benfica said, and Braga, Danny, how they do in Europe might dictate the, the coaches too, right? If they have like a disastrous champions league, it yeah, might but with, the thing is one, a bit, right? Braga have to make Champions League first. They have no choice. So they that'll be important for them. Just because if they don't make Champions League, I was even talking to Dave Pereira um, uh, a little while ago too. If they don't make Champions League, Al Musrati is gone. And I think he's like crucial to their team, right? Um, yeah. Although they've bought really well. I mean, Ronnie Lopes for like 500,000 is like ridiculous as it is. Um, I thought it was, it was 3 million plus 500 in bonuses. It was free. Then I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just read from, from BT24 like a few hours ago. That sounds that's crazy, right? They've bought in uh, I mean they brought back Bruma. They lost they lost Yuri, which is huge, but for the most part, they still look good, right? Um so yeah, I'm saying Sporting in second. Um, but I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. I mean, I'm hopeful that Bifika stink it up. But the thing is, I think if Bifika do well in champions, it'll only translate to the to the Portuguese league as well. And then my other fear is if they don't do well in Champions League, at least they're going to be beating a rock at home. You know what I mean? So, Well, well that was the tough. pattern last year, wasn't it? They were doing really well exactly. in Champions League. And everyone was like, they're going to fall off because they're in all the competitions and they just look better. Fell off. Off. No. They, fell off, they fell off a bit for the for the World Cup, but that's about it. After that, they World they Cup break screwed a lot of teams up. I yeah. think. That was a really weird which, anomaly. Which we won't have this season. So, anyways, I think Sporting in second, hopeful for first, though. I do think we'll win... I, again, I, I I said it last year. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I love the guy. I do think this is Amorim's last season, and all he's missing is the Taça of Portugal. So I'm gonna have us winning the Taça of Portugal. Heard it here first. Uh, and the Europa League. But... Oh, you heard it here second. I said it first. I mean, yeah, but you know, <laughs> this is this is Sporting Club Portugal, bro. We only we only dream of Champions Leagues and futsals, bro. Not for the soccer team. Um, Europa League. Europe. If it, we were in the Conference League, I'd predict us to win it, but we're not. Europa League. The, the real we the could real we could drop down to conference league just saying that's still a thing yeah, this year disaster that'd be horrible i thought i thought you couldn't drop down from Europe. it's not no, till not next yet. year it doesn't take effect till uh, next year that uh, this is the last year of like the actual normal good fun uh, okay cool where you can still drop down so there they could pull a braga and drop down next year or uh, this Hopefully year we don't i, I, does, I prefer the does Europe. it work where it's second in europa league versus no Third in, in third place, third place would still yeah. drop down like Champions League, and they would play second, a playoff with the second place team. Yeah, with uh, the second place team in Europe, and then go to conference. Is that how it works? No, no, no. second place. Oh, if you lose, you're out. Oh, third okay. place, yeah, third yeah. Place in Europe, so it's like like we dropped down from Champions League last year. Played Meet Jailand, who who finished second in their Europa League group. Yeah, we played them. So it's basically all it's an extra like like half knockout round essentially. Oh, okay. And then, and then if, by if the they're way, out, they're out, right? In in oh, Europa, yeah. are we pot one or two? I think we're pot one, right? I think we might be pot one because of coefficient points. It I'm depends. not sure. I think, I think they're still, still waiting on who, okay. 
We I think even... they're still waiting on Champions League dropouts and stuff to finish the pots. I know we're in one of the top okay. two pots. It's just it yeah, depends I know, on who drops out of Champions League. And I know uh, Marseille and PSV can still drop down. I think they're the ones that one of them will face Braga next, uh, so long as Braga win. But I, I have no idea who even they're, they're playing. I forgot. Well, there are still teams, teams right? like Brighton. I think will be in like pot four or pot three. We'll True. see. I wouldn't want to draw draw Brighton. Uh, yeah, Deserby Ball is good. You're right. Yeah. Anyways, right now, at least. Europa, Europa. I think we'll make out with you guys quarterfinals. Round of 16, if we catch, like, I know Liverpool's in the Europa League this year, right? So, if we catch one of those monsters, maybe. But if we can top of our top our group, I think, quarterfinals. Um, I said we'll win Tasa Portugal. I think we'll go to a final at the Tasa de Liga. We do love that competition. I see a lot of football ahead of us. I'm just hopeful it's a lot of winning football and not some of the BS we had to put up with last season. But, yeah, Tasa Portugal, that's, that's the most I'll predict. Yeah, fair enough. And last but not least, Chris, what are your predictions for the competitions? So um, I also think that that second in the league is fair and realistic prediction. Um, it's tough to predict winning the task of the Portugal because we've been so bad in it uh, recently. But we do still have the Allianz men on the roster. It's tough to bet against us um, in the Allianz Cup, especially since like 2017. We've won it a lot. Allianz Cup merchants. So I'm going to say Allianz Cup win. A little bit better Tasso the Portugal performance, but I can't I can't predict the Tasso the Portugal win. Second place. And, uh, you know, Europa League, it's tough. It's tough, right? You know, it, it depends on the draw and stuff, but... I'm going to say that we're at least going to get out of the group and, and win one knockout round like we did this season to reach the, uh, the quarterfinals. Hopefully further, but that's all I can say for now. Yeah, fair enough. And to be honest, I think that is all we have time for in terms of predictions. Chris, I know you had a, a list of uh, loose ends that you have if you want to rattle them off and we can see if we if anyone has I mean, opinion. To be honest, we like went through. Most, Most of them. Sad. It was stuff about Jokeres. I guess the only thing that we didn't touch was the Jose and Hel Carmona. Was oh, yeah. To- I, was, I forgot about that. Yeah, they said he failed his medical. Sevilla said there just wasn't an agreement. So, yeah, that was just a really weird situation. And we may not ever know what actually whatever, what happened with that. And I oh. literally think that's the only thing I have that we didn't talk about. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was weird. Uh, they tried to sign a right back. We almost had a reinforcement at right back. Uh, I still hope that that happens because I do think that position is very thin right now. But we'll see. Didn't he sign for somewhere else as, as well? Like, he went on loan a to a, a different Spanish club. I think he was on loan at Hatape last season, and then he went on loan again to a different Spanish club. But yeah, strange times. But I, I think we can call it there. It's been a, a, an hour and 40 minutes, so it's been... Definitely a good run for our first one back. I'm sure we will all back probably. Well, actually, before we go, we've got the the Everton game coming up um, oh, yeah. on Saturday. Um, I know a lot of uh, people from sporting fans from England are going to be there. So, unfortunately, I won't be there because I'm on holiday uh, the next day. So, timing doesn't work out for me. Um, but if you are there, just let us know. Take some pictures, send them to us, and, and we'll retweet. 
just quickly, um, I guess, score predictions and also committee predictions. Is he going to be an Everton player by that point? They're going to do the, they're gonna do the Chicharito. He plays the first half with Sporting and then he, he plays the second half with Everton. Well, Everton are going to save some money on like the private jets. They could just let yeah. Sporting bring him out and just like just not bring him out. And then, all right, you're with us now. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, just quickly, uh, Albert, predictions for the, the Everton game? Listen, I haven't got much for clue to be honest, but the one thing I do know is that Marcus Edwards loves to turn up against English teams when he knows there's English eyes on him. So expect a expect a big involvement from Marcus. Fair enough, Richard. You? Uh, yeah, I'll say that I'll say two one Sporting. I don't think Everton's all that phenomenal. I'm curious to see if we get uh, which side of the of the aisle Shurvitti's going to be on. He might be an Everton player. He might be playing as a sporting player, and then that's it. And then he goes to Everton like right after or even mid-game. But that's kind of the only thing I'm thinking of. But, yeah, I'll say 2-1 for us just to kind of round off the pre- what's been a, a nice kind of fun preseason. Yeah. Danny, for you? I'm just going to predict a Shemiti goal. Against who? <laughs> who knows? Knows he'll never could be, a, could be an own goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll never, he'll never tell. <laughs> yeah, uh, Christian, what about you, man? We're gonna absolutely run through them. Continue this undefeated preseason, an epic preseason. Uh, and then lose the first game of the season. And then lose the first. Who's our first game of the season? Who is our first game of the season? Actually, Vizella, I think. Oh, we'll absolutely fucking lose that. <laughs> now that you said it, now that we put it out there. Yeah, there's, I think, just under, what, 10 days, I think, is when the first game of the season kicks off against Fazello, as we mentioned. So we will be back then, uh, and we'll be covering that. Uh, But before we go, shout out to to Albert from Normal Football. Thank you for joining us, man. Uh, Your ex-handles, because not Twitter anymore, are down to the left. Rest in peace. Uh, Thank you, Elon Musk, for that, I suppose. And if you want to follow Albert's personal account, that's also down below there. I'll remove the banner for now so you can see it properly as well. Uh, so if you didn't see that again, that's uh, Longball Football, and that is uh, Albert's Twitter handle there. You can follow Richard here. You can follow myself here. You can follow Danny there as well. And last but not least, you can follow Chris there as well. But most importantly, make sure to follow us on all things Alvalade. It's Alvalade. Yep. AT Alvalade on Twitter, sorry, on X, on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Threads, we're, we're everywhere. Just just search for us and I'm sure I'm sure we'll be there. But again, thank you all for watching, especially to Albert. Thank you for, for joining us as well. Be good to be back. Hopefully we continue good form of having the preseason. Hopefully we're back for a, a good year, although it's uh, it's intended for some people for us to be awful. But hopefully we're we're in a good year this season yeah thank you all again for watching thank you all to my co-host for joining and we'll see you next time peace